And your radios are tuned in to W272BA, 102.3 FM and 91.5 FM, WMIE. You have tuned in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church, President of Celebration Marketplace Ministries, and author of Make Life Work in a Fast-Paced World. And here's Pastor Beckford. Welcome, welcome back. We were so excited to come back. We are so excited to come back on the air this this morning, this Tuesday morning, to continue this teaching because we must learn to make our day count. Yes. And if we're going to learn to make our day count, there is something that we have to do. Our day, we got to be purposeful each day. And we hope that by us being on the year and by us uh, talking to you and sharing every day, Monday through Friday, we are helping you to become productive. Yes. So, Pastor Dye, what do you have this morning? <laughs> I took all the time yesterday. <laughs> We're continuing on today about the emotional enemy of fear. And specifically today, we're going to focus in on the fear of failure. You wrote a book, Pastor, called Make Life Work. So today we'll be sharing some points from the book. If you would like to get a copy of Make Life Work, you could go to www.howto2makelifework.com. And if that's too much to remember while you're driving, you could just type in your Google search engine, Make Life Work. Beckford, and it'll come right up the site, and you can go there and you could order a copy of your book. Also, you could get one in person at Celebration Tabernacle Church, 1010 Dixon Boulevard. And you can also get the book because on the it's on Amazon, Amazon mm-hmm. and you can get it on your phone. You know, you can, yes, an ebook, e- ebook, that's it. You yes, can, yes. So, we're going to be in chapter four, turning failure into success. Let me ask you a question What would you do? If you knew that you couldn't fail. Now, that is a huge question. So meditate on that this morning. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? I would follow with this question. Why would you expect to be able to attempt anything without the prospect of failure looming in front of you? After all, failure is a customary part of the human experience. Thus, you must learn the principle of bouncing back when you fail. In this chapter, I will review the 10 principles I follow to overcome failure. I hope you will utilize them to launch your journey to success. So there's 10 principles. So today we'll just go over one or two of them. And the first one is out of failure comes Comes success. success. Out of failure comes success. And you reference Moses in there. And if we think about Moses as a baby, he was drawn out of the river. Without God, he was 100% helpless. He couldn't even get himself out if he tried. (laughs) But as an adult, he came back, he stretched out his hand over a sea, and the Lord caused the sea to become dry land, and he led over 600,000 people 
out of Egypt. So think about that. He went back to a place of helplessness. That He went back to water. Yeah. He was drawn from the water. He was drawn from the river. Oh. And his life, his destiny yeah. was to be a deliverer. And he delivered the children of Israel out of bondage through a body of water, yes. the Red Sea. Yeah. So we have to go back, go back, go back now. That place where God brought you out oh, of, the- he's also calling you to be a deliverer yeah. to bring other people out. So when Moses was a baby and he was on that little makeshift boat that his mom made, it was one. It was him that came out of the river. When they were crossing the Red Sea, it was 600,000 men besides the women and children, and he delivered them through the body of water. So go back where God drew you out of, the very place that he drew you out of. He is also calling you to be a deliverer, to lead other people out. Why? Because you know the way. Yes. You already know the way. Amen. And and, and notice uh, in uh, the Moses, there was an event that that take place. Mm. The event that that bring him to be hidden in the water. Yes. See, so the, the, the this think about it. When an event occurs, mm. there is going to trigger fear. What was Moses' mom fear of? Fear of loss. Yes. Fear yes, of that's good. Yes. Our fear was fear of loss. Mm-hmm. Because something important to you you think is mm-hmm. going to be taken away mm-hmm. from you. Mm-hmm. Okay? But you can overcome yes. fear through the blood of Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, because she was okay. fearful oh, to lose her baby, baby son. Yeah. But when she released him now, uh-huh. she had to release him, and then God went 100% in control. And if you know the story, his sister followed along the riverbank, watched him. Moses was drawn out of the water by Pharaoh's daughter, and then the sister was right there in position to say, hey, don't you need a nurse for that baby? Don't you need somebody to nurse and to care for that baby? And the very mother yes. of Moses yes. was the one who now was being paid to rear him up no. and then release him back to Pharaoh's daughter when he was weaned. So she had to release her fear. She had to trust God with her child. Come on now, moms uh-huh. and dads. We have Hallelujah. to trust God with our children. Hallelujah. It may look like it's going haywire right yeah. now, yeah. but we must release our children on to God. We cannot have walk in fear regarding our children because the same God that delivered you is the same God that is on assignment to your children. My state can change. Immediately to yes. God, to Jesus Christ, cast ye all my cares upon him because he cares for, for me. me. He cares for you. Mm-hmm. Change your state. Whatever, if you in fear, it is a signal that something need to, to change. change. Yes. And Moses' mom has to change something. Mm-hmm. She's changed her environment. Mm-hmm. She had to do something because an event is in motion. Mm-hmm. And if... If she stays right there, our baby would be killed. Yes. Because mm-hmm. something oh, is in motion. Right. Something, an That's event good. is now what? In, in motion. motion. And you might have an event right now. 
you are feeling, and mm. the feeling might be fear, but we know how to master that. Yes. Oh, we she know had to reason to, it out. Oh, hallelujah. Yes. yes. Go ahead. And then you have also the example of Abraham Lincoln, which we all may not know. I didn't know before reading this, but he had a series of a failures failure. for 28 years. years. In 1832, Abraham Lincoln lost the job, and he was defeated for the state legislator. 1833, the business he started failed. Yes. 1836, he suffered a nervous breakdown. Yes. 1838, he, defe- he was defeated after running for the Illinois House Speaker. In 1843, he was defeated in nomination for Congress. 48, he lost renomination for Congress. In 54, he defeated... He was defeated in his run for Senate. In 1856, he was defeated in his nomination for vice president. In 1858, he was defeated in his run for Senate. And then finally, in 1860, he became president. President. And we know that he was also a deliverer. And he was held up in failure for 28 years. But he had to choose to persevere. He had to choose to continue. Out of failure will come success. Amen. And with that, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Welcome back. Oh, this is powerful this morning. I hope we are helping you to overcome you, your fear that you're experiencing. Go ahead, Diane. Yeah. Now, principle number two says, get it done despite the odds. Get it done. And I like what you quoted that your mother taught you on yeah. page 48. Oil never sinks. Yeah. It always rises, rises to, to the, the top. top. Yeah. Oil never <laughs> sinks. It always rises to the top. Yeah. yeah. You said this statement helped mold my resolve, both her example and that of my father helped Mm -hmm. develop a quality within me that enabled me to keep trying, even if the task was difficult or unpleasant. Mm -hmm. And even after first attempts fizzled. (laughs) (laughs) Never give up. Yes. And then principle number three is act when you're left holding the bag. bag. I like this idiom because it best describes my life experience. You want to talk about that part real quick when you were left holding the bag? Yeah. Uh, the bag being my suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> left holding my suitcase. I remember when I, when I came to this country, I, I came to go to university, but the university that I'm going to is in Illinois. So I came. Think about this. Just picture this, Diane. I'm coming from Jamaica have no idea what America looked like. And here I landed nine o'clock in St. Louis, Missouri airport. And I all I know was one friend that I met who lives here. He lives in Illinois. Mm. And so I have been communicating with him all the time about coming and he was encouraging me. And now I'm here. It's all planned out that he was going to pick me up. <laughs> and I'm saying, oh, man, that's great. Because at least I know him and he was going to pick me up and he was taking me to his house and then I could get situated. Well, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> he never showed up. He never showed up. <laughs> so I was left 
holding my the suitcase, the bag. In the name of Jesus, time is running. Oh, come on, Dad, go ahead. Yeah, I and then I'm... you share the scripture in Isaiah forty-eight seventeen yeah. in your book. I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit, profit. Yeah, who leads you by the way that you should go. So even though your so-called friend left yeah. bag, yeah. God was there, and it said that what you had to go forty miles, you had yeah. to travel forty miles. And think about this now. You talk about it in uh, previous paragraphs about the temperature in Jamaica being yeah. between ninety and a hundred yeah. yeah. at all times, yeah. and now here you are in the coldness, <laughs> Cold. <laughs> something you've never experienced, the coldness of the weather, the coldness of the people, yeah. but God was still there. Yeah, you got to get this book because we can share. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It will help you. It's funny. It has a funny story there. It will motivate you, but you got to get the book. <laughs> yes, and you can get the book at www.how2makelifework.com www.howtomakelifework.com or you could search Make Life Work Beckford and it'll come right up or you could go on to Amazon and search for the book or you could get it in person right here at Celebration Tabernacle 1010 Dixon Boulevard. Boulevard. And with that, we will continue this great subject and fair. And tomorrow, we're going to talk about nothing that pain. Nothing that the pain of betrayal can spurt one seek revenge. We're going to talk about that. Uh Uh-huh. Tomorrow. (laughs) So call your friend. May God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church in the beautiful city of Coco. For more information on this broadcast, please contact us at 321 638-0381. Tune in tomorrow to hear more about how you can make your day count. He calms the storm so that its waves are still. Hear the sound? On WMIE 91.5 FM. When the mountains look so big This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day with Pastor Dan Stahlbaum of East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. All right, good morning and welcome to Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. What's up, guys? I'm Matt. And I'm Brian. Oh, hey, Brian. How are you today? (laughs) I'm doing good. He's like, wait, that's my turn. I didn't know that was my cue, but here I am. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, What you been up to, Brian? Well, I've been uh, doing some life. I mean, we uh, we got some kids around. We're running around doing the family thing and doing some ministry thing, and you know, we're uh, I don't know. We we find our we find a way to stay busy, but it's been a, it's been a good time. What's the family thing? What's that look like for you guys? Fam- family thing looks like four kids. Uh, we got one that's about to be sixteen any day now. She's like, now uh, it gets Thursday this week. A couple of days she's gonna be driving. So that's exciting. Uh, my son, who's fourteen, right behind him. They both run across country the high school, and so we're. We're running them around. They're literally running around. And um, have a son who plays some baseball, 11-year-old, playing some baseball, some coaching a little baseball team. And 